It is Friday night, and we are live with the journey. Welcome if you're out there. Uh, remember to share. Sharing is caring. Remember to help share the broadcast, gets it out there. Also, if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing here on the podcast, you can do that by going to this website, www.hcm-straffer.org, and there you can click the Donate button and become a part of the journey. But uh, we'd like to welcome you guys, um, let you know that uh, both me and John see the comments now so we can have a more interactive experience with you. Feel free to comment with us as we're talking, you know, if you have questions or, or even just something comes to your spirit or you hear something you want to you wanna put out there, feel free. And there's Eddie already saying hi. Hello, boys. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching from YouTube because you can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Podomatic, Spotify, and all your major Podomatic outlets, podcast places. But uh, we're just sharing everything, getting going here. Hope you guys had a great week. Last week we uh, we had a great time, mm-hmm. and so we just, yeah, we're glad you guys are with us. Johnny. Hey, man. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> from out of space. <laughs> Yes, or was it in space? Uh oh, from it's getting within. crazy already. <laughs> yeah. And disclaimer: things on this broadcast may stretch your mind. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> like Paul said, <laughs> if I'm saying it's for you, if and if a, I'm out of my mind, it's for, for God. God. Yeah, because I'm in the glory, uh, <laughs> in no. another dimension, seeing things. Slightly different. Slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that was really good last week. Actually, it's been really good for a long time. Yeah, it's been getting more and more intense. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, people just walk in the room, in the podcast room, and they're like, wow, it feels good in here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it does. Mm. Mm. Yes. If matter has memory, we're leaving the wine in the walls. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We love the presence. A hundred years from now, someone will get drunk touching this table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it will be sitting here, but yeah. maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It'll be a bit rougher, I think. But Yeah, it's not real wood. Uh, so. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Nice table, though. Does it? Does the job. Does the job. Yeah. Oh, man. Woo. Uh, <laughs> it's already thick yeah <laughs> it was like instant again just mm. like because that's the thing is you're waking up to where you are not what's coming that's right and that's why like i was i was hearing a track um from someone yeah and they were like you know like oh show me your glory i want to mm. be in your dwelling place mm. it's like well we are yeah and he is how ridiculous he did. does that sound well now but yeah. it didn't before you know uh, oh no i know because Yes. Well, we won't go down. He there. did it. He did it. He did it, and yes. he didn't do it halfway. No, he's God. He's the Creator. Come on. So we talked all about the new creation uh, last week, I believe. Yeah. That's why we got good news. That's why the news is good. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we decided Woo. to go to good <laughs> news and kind of let the bad news go. <laughs> We're no longer bad news bears. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Bad news bears. Yeah. It's so funny because <laughs> you cling to things that are so so small but yet so powerful. And They're yet, familiar, right? Well, yeah, because 
the thing that we don't understand is once something has been implanted in a subconscious state, it just operates. Yeah, without you thinking. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. just recently, I've had a few that have stopped, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you actually believe now that thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's how you know, because now you're not thinking, but you're automatically responding because the undercurrent is truth that's coming in. Wow. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a good day. Ooh. It's a really good day. <laughs> Your light just went out, man. <laughs> It's probably uh, just connected to the Wi-Fi or something. Your light Maybe. went out. Corey's <laughs> yeah. light went out. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. There we go. I love that saying. <laughs> Anyways, we're just kind of goofing around here at the moment. Hey, there we because go. My halo's back. <laughs> yes. We love, we love <laughs> the presence of the Lord and just kind of, you know, just kind of like um, taxiing on the mm. runway. Yeah. While we wait for others to get on board. Yeah, there you we know? go. Yeah, well, so. and, and the thing is, is if you don't enjoy the journey, there ain't much point to it. No. You might as well stay in the cell. I had a, a crazy um, encounter with a friend this week where, like, God showed me a picture of them having a coffee, mm-hmm. but yet their mind was everywhere else. Yeah. Like, in the morning, they don't even enjoy their coffee. Because their mind is in so many places. And he was showing me, like, that's what it means to be at rest, is to be in the moment to where the coffee, the experience of the coffee is your focus. Right. So if you do that with God, yeah, just imagine. I know. Because my presence is me in the present, he said. There we go. So as long as I'm in the past or the future, I'm not in him. I'm yeah. not where he is. But if I will be still... And know that I am God. Come on. Then I access in that place the depths of Him, and I'm able to hear His heartbeat and what is on His mind. Well, and and you're no longer wrestling; you're actually letting go. Because the Bible says, "Don't even you don't even need to bring your requests. I know them." Yes. He said, "Guys, I know what you need." And for so long, as a word of faith person, you know, you declare healing. You declare you know, this and that and this and that, and you're declaring all the time, but it's like, he already knows all this stuff. Yeah. He, he If he is good, he wants to take care of what I need. Yeah. So then why do I need to bring it to him if he already tells me? I think the undergirding again, probably in what we just talked about, the subconscious, Yeah. is that we're orphans. Yeah. Not yeah. sons. And so we, we feel like, if I'm persistent, he'll listen as if he wasn't already, but yet his thoughts are towards me. Like the sand of the sea. Come on. Think of that. Go spend an hour and tell me how many there are. Oh, my gosh. It's like he is so involved with each one of us. We have no idea. Well, like, I can't even, like, it's so weird. Like I told you, like, I can't even buy a fridge without him doing something. Yeah. To further and prosper me and bring me to better places and... Like, everything is connected in my life, and not because I'm doing something right, but because of who he is. So so think about this. If he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning mm. and the end, that doesn't mean he's going there. It means he already is. Yeah. Therefore, when he breathed you into this realm, yeah, everything you're to be and to have, like, uh, Brian Christian says he packed your lunch. Yeah. Is that was in that breath. Yeah. In that moment. 
It's only us that have been taught something else. So we become beggars instead of recognizing. Goes back to the tree. How Exactly. Ask him so you can be like him. Yeah. When you already are. You need to wake up to who you are Uh-oh. and who he is in you. That was my favorite part of the new uh, Matrix trailer mm. is when he's fighting the guy and the guy's like, I know you. And he's like, you don't know me. And then he like goes mm. like, boom, and the whole thing explodes. <laughs> I was like, oh, you might know you yeah, a little. I <laughs> yeah, I think it's you who doesn't know you. Yeah. That's the problem. Well, and that's that's the journey. And the, the whole point of awakening is not not to gain, but to access what is. Yeah. It's to get rid of lies. Yes. Because if you look at it, again, it's a trinity. There's the death of Christ, the resurrection mm-hmm. of Christ, and the ascension of Christ. Yeah. So Romans 6, if we died with Christ, then we were also raised with Christ. And what does that mean? It means that I'm no longer operating from the ego of self yeah. in that matrix with the DNA coming from Adam, but now I'm a spirit awakened once again, resurrected once again. We're waiting, most people are waiting for a resurrection of the body, and the resurrection took place just like the crucifixion. If I was in him in the crucifixion, I was with him in the resurrection, and now I'm awakened to the fact that I am a new creation, I am a spirit being now, and I'm um, ascending now to the revelation of the Father of who I am right now. Yeah. Right? That's the awakening, is to come into complete agreement. Uh, We always say the blood speaks a better word. What's the blood? It's his life. His life, which his life is the light of man, therefore it's the latter. It's the revelation, unfolding light, unfolding revelation, till I come back into the fullness that I might know as I'm known. And the beauty of all this is, it was in the breath. When the Father breathed me, he already seen the end from the beginning. He already knew the process so it's all there. It's all in me. I'm, I'm, when I'm looking outside for something, I'm still in a lie. When yeah. it's all inside, because he packed my lunch. He packed my lunch. I love that saying. Eh? It's so he simple and so powerful, because everything you need is in the, the lunchbox. <laughs> it's in the lunchbox. There yeah. Where's the lunchbox? It's in you. It's inside you right now. Mm. How do we know? Just listen. That's the spirit. He breathed in me. How do we know? He breathed into Adam. He became a living being. And Jesus, what did he do? He breathed in them in the upper room. And they received the spirit. Mm. So what are we breathing right now? (sighs) Spirit. Because we are no longer what we were, operating out of a um, twisted image in our minds. 
but now we're to operate and awaken to being spirit. Come on. Yeah, that's the prelude. The twisted imagery. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, Scott, how you guys doing? Yeah. Come on. <clears throat> Whoa. Uh, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. So everybody, just breathe in right now and breathe out because that's the spirit of God within you. Just breathe, breathe. I know it sounds crazy because you think it's just air in your lungs, but that's anti-biblical. If you look at the biblical text, you will see that God has breathed in you, and now you're in John 3, 5. The wind blows. No one knows where it comes from or where it goes Mm -hmm. because it's God, and he's in you right now. Come on. So, enjoy the wine, because the Lord always has blood wine, the new wine, with the flesh, which is the manna. So we're going to unpack manna, which is we're going to eat Jesus' flesh and drink his blood. So you got to always have wine with your dinner. Hmm. Communion. We're taking communion. You go have the wine. That's right. Common union. We're going to have communion. Come on. Not just with Christ, but with one another, because we mm. are the body of Christ. Therefore, Ooh. you are not at a huge distance like you think you are, but we are all joined with Come one on. another. We're joined with one another. So receive ye the Holy Spirit within you, awakening right now as we access mm. Abba Daddy on a new uh, um, level <laughs> tonight. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Woo. All right. Yep. Let's dive in. All right. We'll start in the uh, whoo, Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 4. In the Passion Translation, draw me into your heart. Oh, yes, that's where we want to go into Daddy's heart. That's what we want more than anything else, including breath. We want to access there. That's the journey right there. We will run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. Hmm. Sounds good to me. That's the most intimate place you will find is the king's chamber, which is where Esther went. Remember Esther. She entered the the chamber, the bedchamber of the king as he stretched forth um, his, uh, I don't think it was his staff, what was it? His uh, scepter. Scepter, thank you. He stretched forth his scepter, which meant she was to come in. Then it says this powerful line, we will remember your love. Oh, have we forgotten? rejoicing and delighting in you, celebrating your every kiss as better than wine. So really, we think this is wine. At some point in time, we'll understand that this is actually the love of God that we're getting uh, drunk on is the love of God in the kiss. 
He's kissing you. You think it's wine. It is the new wine because it's spirit. But the reality is it is the very love of the Father that we're becoming um, undone by. Every kiss is better than wine. No wonder righteousness adores you. No wonder those that are in right standing with you that have understand and see this thing, they adore you. Because there's no one like him. No one like him. He's good. We will remember your love. So we're stepping into this tonight. What does it mean to awaken? What does it mean, do this in remembrance of me? What does this mean to remember unless we've forgotten that we have amnesia that we can't see? But that doesn't mean it's not in us. It doesn't mean that in the depth of us that we don't know who God is. Well, when I, when I look at that and it says, remember me, it's like, well, how am I going to forget? Exactly. How am I going to forget what you've done? He's not talking about his cross experience because they never would forget that. No. What he's saying is that in the blood, in the wine, in the experience of communion, you start to remember that. who and what you are. And who I am because you do know me. Mm. It's his love. We know his love very well. It's, that's why the whole earth, Every movie, everything you see, I don't care how twisted it is, they are all crying out and searching for what? Love. Love. But they don't understand it's because they've forgotten and there's something driving them because they want him. Well, even Paul, in his experience, when he sees the bright light, he knows who it is. Yeah, I know. You, <laughs> there's no doubt when you stand in front, you know. Mm. So now let's just, I want to unpack something a little bit. Genesis 1, 6 to 10, in Young's Literal says, God said, let an expanse be in the midst of the waters, and let it be separating between waters and waters. And God makes the expanse. And it separates between the waters which are under the expanse and the waters which are above the expanse. And it is so. And God calls the expanse heavens. Hmm. Heavens, the dimensions. And there is an evening and morning and a second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be collected into one place they're beneath the heavens and let the dry land be seen and it's so called earth and to the collection of the waters he's called seas not sea seas more than one god said it is good now let me address this for a second there's a distance between the waters above and the waters beneath, and that distance is called the heavens. Now, does that mean there's an ocean below us and an ocean above us? No. What he's speaking about is consciousness, your awareness. Water is consciousness. Above being spirit, heaven 
spirit. My ways are not your ways. There's lots of terms for what he uses. Above being spirit and below being carnality, water's representative of holding memory. It's one of the greatest uh, hard drives is water. It contains memory. You're made up of what? Water. Water, yeah. 80-some percent, whatever it is. So you have memory. And you're conscious. You have consciousness. Because you're awake. I'm consciously aware I'm sitting in this room called a studio, sitting in front of an iPad at the moment, and that Corey's sitting across from me and we're discussing this. But the reality is, I could be somewhere else at the same time. I'm just not aware at the moment. So the waters above is a higher state of consciousness. Called spirit, where the Father dwells. He's the Father of spirits. So he's, he is ultimate consciousness. He set the waters above, the spirit consciousness. He set the waters beneath, which is our carnal consciousness called earth. This, the land, this body, earth, carnality, is where that memory is. And you and, mentioned something about the seas, not the sea. That's right. Um, the collection of the waters is called seas. Why? Because there's me, there's you, everybody on here, and everybody on the planet. Yeah, because I, I thought it was weird that the land was only one mass, and yet it's called seas. Yes, right? yes. Because in one connection... It's got to do with all of humanity as collected consciousness, but yet people thinking in different ways, in carnality, mm. where Earth is, is the slowed-down spirit till it's visible. Remember last week, which is your body. Your body's literally spirit. It's just slowed down. Light congealed is blood. So this is what he's showing. <laughs> and the expanse, he calls it heavens, this is what Enoch talked about, yeah, the, the heavens. And so we know what, what the, the Lord came to do was to set up a ladder, and I'll talk about that for a couple of minutes because I've expanded, expounded on this before. But just to give you a picture, you see, you can read this in the literal, and you can see God creating the world, but tell me why is there an ocean over your head? I've always, that's always bugged me right until the lord began to show it to me and then he woke me up this morning and gave me this scripture to unpack it today for you so he's saying he's showing you spiritually what's going on and that you have to pass through the heavens to get to him and how do we do that and that's what um we're going to I've touched on before, we will for a moment, but we have other things to look at here. So again, water is consciousness, which is spirit above, carnality below. It's a memory. The land earth is, it is us in the midst of the waters, in the midst of consciousness. I am a, an, a carnal earth being here, called seas of heaven, which are dimensions or days back to the Father. Seven days is also meaning something. It's the awakening from glory to glory. This is a picture of us and the journey back to the beginning in Christ. 
you got to look backwards if you want to see forwards. The picture's there. So we, we're going back to the beginning, being one in Christ. That's where we're called to. David gives us a glimpse of this in Psalm uh, 88 when he says, Will your wonders be made known in the darkness? And your righteousness in the land of what, David? Forgetfulness. The land of forgetfulness. What is darkness? It's ignorance, unknowing, blindness. That's what that means. Will your wonders be made known? And in these days, there is a uh, revelation, an impartation of light like I've never seen in my lifetime. That God is calling to those that have an ear to hear and an eye to see to come out and begin to ascend. It's what God's always desired. So again, carnality is blindness or ignorance in the dark and amnesia to the truth. I always say, some people see only what they want to see. Others see only what they're told to see. This is the truth. This is what this means. And they box themselves with that, and that's where they stay. Others pretend to see, but they don't. None see. None see in the darkness. It's only as we're pierced by the living word, Christ himself, and awakened that things begin to change for us. It's an amazing journey. It really is of what's going on. Everybody still hanging in? Everybody good? We are here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen to Solomon. I, you really love this. I shared this one other time. I was crowned by my God. My crown is living. This is what it means to get a crown, is to be able to live fully alive. Come on. Forever. I received the face and the fashion of a new person. Oh, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm spirit. I'm not what my ego tells me I am. The thought of truth led me on. I, I walked after it, and I did not wander. That means I didn't wander around. I fixed my eyes knowing that the truth will make me free. The truth will bring me to the face of my Father. And I, that's my purpose, not for the sake of truth, not for information to debate, but truth as a path of light, where his word is lighting up my path and bringing me to him face to face. That's the goal. And all that ha have seen me were amazed, and I was regarded by them as a strange person. Now, I know that only too well. Um, that many, I, I, I don't really fit in the grid of what they've known. I don't think like that. Why? What? Because I've tasted of that love, and he ruined well, me. And you, you literally stepped out of the matrix when you died. Yeah. You stepped when out I of When I physically it. died, I yeah, went, when you yes. physically died, you stepped out of the, the program, saw the, the, like, the reality. Yeah. And then came back, trying and did to that hold it all, but it was a handful of times throughout yeah. your life. Yes, because we've talked, and there's even more times, and we've even mentioned on the broadcast 
yeah, with overdoses and things when your teenage years where you were going and descending and all that stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like you have had a, um, an experience far outside the grid of, of the most matrix. people. Yeah. And that way I get to be a light because we're all equal. It doesn't mean uh, I'm any different than anybody else. It just means um, I was called to walk and be a light in the dark. Well, in Revelation takes you to a different place. Yes. Like that, I watched this guy the other day, and he had like a time glass. Yeah. And he's like, you guys don't get it. He's like, this right here, this is the only moment you have. And the mm. sand is running until it's not. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> if you're thinking of the past, you're you're losing. You're wasting the now. Yeah, and he's like, you're you're just wasting your mm-hmm. life. Like, there's no point. It does not help you. And that's why, for me, it's like I'm so grateful for the tools that God's given to the church, but yeah. they they need to lead to freedom. We can't leave people navel gazing for 20 years. It just doesn't work. It's time, gentlemen. Please. Yeah. Well, and and. When are we going to finally believe that we are not the sum of our experiences? Why else are we renewing our mind if it's not who we are? See, that is the the ego or the matrix that we're held in. Because I realized the other day, it was like, why would he come to save my soul? Save it from what? Mm -hmm. The sum of my experiences. He's coming to save it from what it thinks is true. He's coming to remove... All that were burn away. Yeah. All that which lies to me constantly. Yeah. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. And anything that's fortifying <laughs> it. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that we can walk in the light as he is in the light. So that we will know as he knows. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. That was a wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grab your life jackets and hang on. <laughs> And he who knew and brought me up is the Most High in all his perfection. He glorified me by his kindness and raised my thoughts, there you go, to the height of his truth. He raised my thoughts to the height of his truth. Sounds to me like this guy was saved. Oh, Solomon was a lot further up than we think here. You know what I mean? Like, he's talked about being made a new creation. He's oh, yeah. talked about... I think this guy knew something that we don't give him credit for. Yeah, because, yes. And from there, he gave me the way of his precepts and opened the doors that were closed. That's the dimensions called the heavens. He broke in pieces the bars of iron, but my iron melted and dissolved before me. The matrix began to dissolve in front of him, and nothing appeared closed to him anymore because he knew I was the door of everything. I'm one in God. All things are here. They're all now. It's not in the future. It's now for those that would awaken to what God's trying to tell them. Or stay in the matrix and wait for him to ride in on a white horse. (laughs) Genesis 1 again, in the beginning of God's preparing the heavens and the earth, the earth existed, wasted and void, and the darkness was on the face of the deep. There's darkness on the face of us. 
right? And the Spirit of God fluttered on the face of the waters. That's the conscious awareness. And God said, let light be, and light is. That's Christ coming into the darkness, descending into the darkness. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. I won't go there right now. So heavens are created, and the earth, and I've said there's a more than one, as many as maybe 10, there could be more, it's all I'm aware of, that Enoch said, I believe uh, in the seven days and the seven uh, uh, steps on the ladder, uh, Enoch's seen 10 and beyond that, so um, to where God is, because remember, um, God comes from beyond the heavens as he's not created. He created the heavens, therefore, the heavens and everything's in him, but he is not uh, in heaven like as if it was a destination because he created it heavens are realms or dimensions that are for our conscious awakening to himself as he is that's the expanse between the waters below and the waters above called heavens conscious awakening earth is your position or awareness in this dimension called the third where light slowed down and seen and it's speaking of our state on this as earth uh, dust to dust, we say. I call this the Shadowlands. Uh, things are not as they appear. And this story, this Bible, this word, is about you and me. They're not really about e stories and events as it is to wake you up to a greater truth. It's a letter to us. Now, it wasn't wrote uh, to us, but it was wrote for us. It was wrote to the Corinthians, the Ephesians, different people, groups, but it's for us as an unfolding of revelation. And even like you can even see in, like even with uh, Abraham and Isaac, or yeah, Abraham and Isaac, he takes that which is most important to him to give to God, knowing that God would provide a way. Yeah. Like if that doesn't talk about our heart, what is it? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Because God had already said. And I love the picture of the, the illegitimate son still being blessed. That rocks. Yeah. Me. That shows the goodness of God right there. That even if you make a choice outside of him, he will bless you. Because it rains on the just and the unjust. because yeah, he's be good. Because he is good. Because he sees the end from the beginning. Because everything's based on him and his goodness not based on our blindness and what we're involved to. He's calling us out of it. Yeah. It's quite a bit different. Come on. So 1 Corinthians 3 says in the Passion Translation, no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so Christ is the foundation that was laid, the cornerstone, and we can't lay a pharisaical one, right? The, the Pharisees would do that, and they're the ones that uh, laid in all these different demands and things, which imprisoned people. But Jesus came, and he was meeting with uh, the saved and the unsaved alike, loving them unconditionally, because he could see them for who they really are, and was calling them unto himself. He was God. Let me say that again. He was God. Fully. 
in the flesh. What did he do? He descended into carnality, right? Come on. Into mortality, because well, he's an immortal spirit. And if you've ever had the doctrine of God can't be where sin is, well, then Christ really wasn't God. Exactly. And what about the Holy Spirit that's here now? Well, and, and that's the whole thing is, like, um, I was had a moment today mm-hmm. where he showed me, like, with my own child, what would I do if something, like, would I remove my love? Would I remove my provision? Would I rem-? And I'm like, no. And he was like, then why do you think I'm a worse dad than you? Yeah. Exactly. When it literally says your earthly fathers can be good, but how much more? Well, what does it say? You being evil would not give a stone to your child for as instead of a fish. How yeah. much more will God the whole, give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? Come on. So yeah, we've just we've we've had a bad image of who God is. Well, and that's why we're we're spending hours and hours asking him. Yeah. That's why we're singing songs that ask him because we don't actually believe he wants to be with us or that he already gave it. Yeah. Cuz he's good. And then Paul comes along and says every heavenly gift in the and door or realm has been opened and lavished upon you as a love gift. Yeah. Has been. Not will be. It's already in us. Yeah, lunch was packed. Yes. <laughs> Quotation. Thank <was> you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. So, I've uh, in earlier um, episodes, you can go into much more detail of this. I'm just going to reference it again for the sake of what we're talking about, but I'm not going into any depth in it. And in Genesis 28, it says um, that Jacob dreamed he saw a ladder set up on the earth; its top reached to the heavens. And the messengers of Elohim going up and coming down on it. Not angels. The people that would ascend the heavens to the Father. John one fifty one. Jesus says the same thing. He goes, truly I say to you, from now on you'll see the heaven opened, the messengers of Elohim ascending and descending upon the Son of Adam. So what's he telling us? He's telling us that he's Jacob's ladder, that he came here to establish the ladder of the heavens going back up from where we fell in our minds to the Father. That was the plan all along, is to establish a way back, right? Angels don't come from earth, they'd come from heaven, therefore that's not angels. They are Ascending first and then descending, which is what we need to do, the ascension. So light is undefiled truth, which is Christ the Word. Undefiled truth. John 1, in him, I quoted this earlier, was life. And the life was the light of man. And the light in the darkness did shine but the darkness did not perceive it. So, the life of Christ in us when you receive him is a light that awakens you and brings you up, Jesus, the ladder, to the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No way to the Father but through me. He's telling us the way and that he's the one 
and the darkness to this day, including in the minds of religion, does not perceive the light. Because if they did, they wouldn't be waiting for some guy. <laughs> you see, I believe Jesus will come in us, meaning reveal himself in us, before he ever returns for us. At this point, I still believe he will return, but you must see that he is not a finite man from Israel. He's an infinite creator that's omnipresent in the universe. Yes, he can embody, but he that is not, if you only see him that way, you're missing the whole picture of what does it mean that he is I am. What did he say in the, when the, they came to arrest him? I am. Yeah. He quoted the name of the Father. What did he say to Philip? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. What did Israel, the rabbis, believe? They believed in uh, our God is one God. Our God is one God. Now, we believe that, but we don't understand what the Trinity means because he reveals himself three different ways. Yeah. Right? But he is one God in three persons. That's the Trinity, the belief of the Trinity, and I believe in the Trinity, but I believe he is one God. Therefore, God the Father reveals himself. I am one with you. Yes. There's There's a oneness in the Trinity that they're all embodied. It says that the fullness of the Godhead dwelt within Christ bodily. That yes. means that the fullness of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of it. Yeah. So, and then the other thing too with that is like when Christ came, He was <laughs> coming to reveal who we are. Yeah, a mirror. And it, and it took. I like. I look at John, the disciple. You know, he he finally gets it. He says, "As I was fully convinced by the love of God." I realized as he is, so am I in the earth. Yeah. Where was he? In the earth. Well, what about the day of judgment that he was in? Well, the day of judgment is the revelation mm-hmm. of the authentic self. And when he finally realized who he was, he said, as he is, so am I. He was At that point, he had been judged authentically. Yeah. That was who he was, and he realized it, stood in it, and lived it out. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, isn't it? Still be living it out. Yes. It's beautiful. I mean, what we're basically doing here is uh, trying to, uh, with truth, unlock a prison door that doesn't exist. Yeah. Because he already removed it. Oh, that one's wild. We eh? get held. Yeah. That escape artist guy, did you ever hear that story? No. There was this prison escape artist, and uh, they had, like, this big thing where he could break out of any cell, right? And so... He has 45 minutes to break out, right? And he's doing everything he can. He can't get out. He can't get out. He can't get out. And the reason why he couldn't break the lock was because the lock was never locked. <laughs> he's trying to unlock it. The guy it. didn't lock the door, so he never tried the door because he never felt the lock give. And so when he when he finally admitted defeat, the, the guard just pushed the, the door. door. <laughs> yeah. I, it's so crazy, but that's the truth. It's the elephant with the peg in the ground, right? They exactly. put it when it's a baby, and all of a sudden there's like... like you even look at horses. We're walking around with a little bit in their mouth, and we're like, wait well, my a minute. Son, my son's dog is like that. He has a collar, so there's this thing that 
puts a frequency so it can only go within a big range but it's huge around the cottage so he can run around he has a great time but he knows if he goes too far one direction or the other he'll get he'll get zapped and he's learned real quick yeah. not to do that. So <laughs> he learned much, his boundaries. Yeah, but so much so that at Matt's house, yeah, he'll walk to the bottom of the driveway without the collar, and he won't pass on because in his mind he'll get zapped, yeah. and so he'll walk back and walk away. So I didn't he, even know they had a dog. That's awesome. Yeah, so he's he's wearing the collar, but he doesn't have a collar. And what's going on here? Well, and that's that's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> And that's all I need to say about that. <laughs> so we're in this place where light versus darkness or ignorance, the amnesia, and pride is what causes the blindness. Pride comes before a fall, and we fell. So pride, Proverbs sixteen eighteen says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Mm. Humility, 1 Peter 5, 6. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he'll eventually, and there's a key word, exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands because he's removing the lie, that lie in our ego that makes us think we're something else. There was a fall, and we need to humble ourselves, and he'll exalt us. Christian religion in the West is a pit stop, not a destination for our pride. Think on that for a moment. If you think you know, you just lock the door. Mark 10, 15. Listen to the truth I speak. Whoever does not open their arms to receive God's kingdom like a teachable child will never enter it. So if we're waiting for God's kingdom to come, is it possible that he's waiting for us to humble ourselves and we can enter in as a child is teachable? As long as we think we know, we don't get in. I used to... um I used to have this like reoccurring dream when I was a kid and uh, it always started where I would go to this door, mm -hmm. but the door was like too small for me to get in. Yeah. So I would get down and like start crawling towards this door and it was like maybe like <coughs> maybe like a foot high, like yeah. a door. And all of a sudden whew, I'd be through it every time. Yeah. And it was crazy because like. I got to the point where, like, I thought I could do this as a kid. And so we had this, like, uh, playground in the children's church. It was pretty big. And it had this tiny little hole, and I tried to go through it, and I couldn't get out. I got stuck. They had to, like, lift it up and pull me out. <laughs> but it was because in my head I'd done this so many times in my dream that I was like, oh, I'll just shrink and go through the hole, you know? <laughs> like, it'll be all right. Wow. Like, but it was so real to me. Yeah. And it was so crazy because it would always start where, like, I would – go into like a small place and I'd be crawling and crawling and all of a sudden, boom, I was through. Wow. Narrow is the road that leads to life. Yeah, it was It was just, it was wild when we were talking, I saw that. Yeah. Where it was like that teachableness where it's like, he says, go through the door. You go. And you just go. You don't, it doesn't have to make sense and it doesn't have to. Your mind will tell you you can't. Yeah. But your heart will tell you you can and you will. 
Well, and even for me, I don't like small spaces. And so even in my dream, I had like a sense of like, eh, when I just push through and all of a sudden, boom, I'd be in this another world. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. That's cool. Yeah. It was cool that it came back while we were Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Mm. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. What was the name of that little train? <laughs> the <laughs> the train that could or that whatever? The train that could or something. <laughs> He's yeah. going up the mountain. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. Oh, Houdini. Yeah, yeah. Houdini. So I had this experience. I've told this before in the past, but it's really fitting in this tonight. So I feel to share it again. Um, one night at 3 in the morning, the Lord woke me up, and I had a visitation with him. And he said um, to me, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. He said, John, look the other way. What do you see? I said, uh, I don't know. What do you mean? He said, look the other way. What do you see? I said, I don't get it, Lord. He said, you will believe a lie or a paradigm, a belief system. Mm. It will imprison you. Come on. Right? People get trapped in beliefs. He said, and if you think you know, you got all your ducks straight, you know, you wrote the book, you know, on eschatology, and you got all this stuff down, you know. Um, Jesus said to me, John, that's pride, and pride takes removes the door, and not even I can get to you. Now, why can't he? That sounds crazy. God can't get to you? No, he won't get to you through pride, because you've closed him off to your uh, belief system, and you won't. So as soon as he brings something, I could be saying something tonight, and right away you'll be offended by it, your, your belief system, and you won't even entertain searching it out. And that way you'll just let it go. When it may be the very stepping stone the Lord's causing to answer your desire of your heart to bring you closer to him. He said, it's pride will remove the door, and not even I can get to you. So then, remember, he wants me to see that the truth will make me free. And what is this truth? It's not information. It's revelation. It's the light that is in the life of Christ that's going to take me up through the heavens, which is the ladder, which is a mountain. These are all pictures. It's picture language. God seems to use this to take me to himself. Who's at the top of the ladder for Jacob? The Lord. That's where he was. Surely God was in this place and I did not know it. Surely this is the gate of heaven, he called it. So then the Lord said to me, John, I desire for all my children to be by my side. And when he says that, he means the whole human race, nobody excluded. But they won't all come. And that could be us. So he approaches us to the place and the way we understand. So if I need God to be in the form of a Jewish man, he will approach me that way. And that's beautiful. 
But he can also approach me in a child. He can approach me in the wind, in the mulberry bushes. Remember David? He can approach me any way he wants because he's omnipresent in the universe. All things exist in him, by him, through him, and for him. Omniscient, omnipresent. He's right here. So, he approaches. Then he gave me uh, a vision. He reminded me of a, a book called Visions Beyond the Veil I read as a young Christian. And it was a, uh, a book <coughs> written by um, Roland Baker, Heidi Baker's husband's grandfather, who was about a move of God, a revival, um, where in an orphanage um, called Adullam. And uh, kids were going into trances for 24 hours and going in all these things happening. And he uh, reminded me of part of it where these kids were in a trance and they were in heaven. And they thought they'd arrived and they were sitting on the grass and yeah come on you know the grass was greener trees as the sky's blue the most beautiful thing they'd ever seen oh man the presence of god's there there's fish jumping i remember in the river and it's glistening and it's like oh my gosh <coughs> and these guys that had young kids that had died in the orphanage come running along and they said come on come on we got to show you this and they said have you seen this place they couldn't leave where they were because it was so beautiful to them. They had arrived. They were in heaven. So they couldn't go on. And so the Lord said to me at that moment, he goes, um, I've given you time and circumstances, John, not to become complacent. Because when you come here, you could become complacent like those kids thinking they've arrived. They're there and they may be on the fourth dimension they might be just in the first entrance of of a, a level of heaven they're nowhere near where the father is yeah and they've arrived and so now you know if you're maybe pentecostal you were arrived in pentecostal heaven if you're baptist <laughs> you arrived in baptist heaven if you're uh you know whatever right a mennonite yeah. you know whatever wherever he needs to meet you like whatever you think is it where you arrive, and he said to me, it could take a long time before you will all of a sudden go, you know what? Maybe there's more to this than we think. So what if I spent, you know, a couple of thousand years there in that spot? That would really suck. So what he's saying is, I've got you under pressure here. Yeah. Through the circumstances and time, you're being pressed in order not to be complacent but to press on that you would know the truth and the truth would make you free you would ascend the ladder to me and yeah. you would let go of your perceptions and i will show you mine you'll let go of your reality and i'll give you my reality which is the Come reality on. right and i knew this worked because right away uh the next day i was always kind of had this thing inside my heart about time and right away um it was gone uh. i knew that god had set me free instantly in that moment come on and from 
um, the fear of somebody exposing me, like my sin, you know, where you go to something and there's this holy prophet speaking and yeah, everybody's repenting all around you. Well, I was laughing inside because I knew my dad loves me, man. He's going to speak to me before he ever tells that guy anything. And he said, and he's going to tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. And then if I'm still not listening, he'll send a friend over to talk to me. And if I don't listen to them, he may then use that guy to expose something because he loves me so much. But it doesn't start there. No. Because he's a father. He's a loving father. He doesn't, he's not like we think he is. When like, uh, with the, with the levels of heaven being the way they are, it's, it's not him. That's, that's keep like basically what he showed me because, because of where we've been pondering about, you know, how we chose to come and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so as I was sitting here and you were sharing, he showed me like an Ironman contest. Okay. So they got to run like 60 miles. They got to swim like three miles. Like they got to bike, they got to swim and they got to run. Right <laughs> now. Why would you put yourself through that? What would be the benefit? Well, there's a reward at the end because you're one of the few who have ever done it. And so we come to this experience and it doesn't come without reward. And the reward is that we get to, to jump complacency through grace. Yes. We get such good, an understanding man. of grace mm -hmm. that we're able to pursue the throne of God. Pursue the face of Abba Daddy. It's like if all we ever knew God as was creator, it would be very hard to approach that. As a father. Yeah, like to go running to the throne room like Jesus said. How, how can we know love without the absence of love? How exactly. can we know light without darkness? And so in the contrast is the reward. Yeah. And and like it's it's I saw this guy the other day. He was a philosopher and he's literally weeping. And he's like, You guys don't get it. Like every second you have with the people you love, it could just be gone. He's like, I'm sixty something years old now and I wasted so much time trying to achieve something I was never gonna get. Yeah. And I missed out on the people that we were miss in my life. The, the 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 real thing that's right in front of our face. And like my whole thing is if I found a set of kids, right? Mm -hmm. And they believed they were orphans, that they didn't have parents. Right. But I knew where their parents were and that they were loving people. Wouldn't I return them home? Yes. And that's where my heart is now as an evangelist. I'm not trying to get people to to do what I used to do <laughs> through fear and intimidation. But I'm trying to show them that there is an experience of a loving father. Now we can... understand Jesus, right? Yeah. Why like, did he come here? He wants You know what the peace of God is and and this is crazy cuz this happened this week I didn't get to tell you but I had an encounter with a person and and I was like I saw them like look in the mirror and they didn't see them. They saw an image, and that image wasn't what everybody else sees. Hmm. And I was like, God wants to take that. He doesn't want you to live that way. No. He wants you to be free, to be you, unapologetically you. Yes. Like where you don't ever have to feel anything. It doesn't matter if you're 200 pounds or 110 pounds. It, doesn't, it won't even matter to you. Because and you might even get healthy after that. Who knows? But it won't. It won't matter to you, 
because you'll be free of the lie and you'll see the beauty in the person that he made and you won't compromise anymore you'll love people you'll be humble sweet and gentle all that but you won't compromise who you are anymore well you're not always trying to measure up now you've measured exactly and and even that like and last night i had a conversation again like with my my cousin and and i said to him i said dude if christ is the standard everyone's failed yeah the only time people are bad people is if you're the standard because if christ is the standard everyone's a bad person because even the good people are just doing it to feel or, good or is everybody a good person exactly like in him in him because he didn't make it about you he made it about him because you were in him because the image we had and was the, bad well yeah because you fell into darkness mm -hmm. you couldn't see clearly and so you did things out of not seeing clearly somebody told us come on there's masks if you wear this mask when you're with these people and this mask with those people and this mask at school and this come mask on. here they'll all accept you and so you have masks in your little toolbox and you wear all different kinds of masks but at some point you get rid of all the masks and you just be yourself and well, that's freedom and the and the contrast that you learn is so important because like i said to him because he uh you guys don't know who he is but he's recovered he's clean he's you know he's in a good place mm. and i said to him i said now you see the difference between those who love you and those who want to use you don't you and he's like yeah and i see see that's the contrast mm -hmm. so yeah the sheepdog looks like a demon he's got big fangs and a loud voice and he's nipping at your feet mm -hmm. but he led you to the cross he ate up the carnality dust yeah on the belly he went and then all of a sudden when you embrace the finished work of christ the darkness starts to become light yeah you begin to see things where they really are and you go wait a minute he never left me he was with me the whole all the time. time all the time and like i love i love uh my cousin he's so he's so awesome he's just like man i'll keep it simple mm. i'm not god god's good love people <laughs> like that's his life man hey, that but it's working and the fruit that's coming out of that because it's not it's not a a belief system it's a revelation yes and he's actually like seeing like lives changed around him through like mentoring people and all this stuff and the fruit in his marriage and his family and all this stuff and i'm like you know what that's not just a saying for him that's like a revelation that's unfolding and he's seeing it manifest yeah and it might sound simple to some but for him it was life-changing oh. you know like uh, shh, come on if it doesn't change your life what's the point there is no point <laughs> so blindness in the dark to becoming fully aware in the light this is not of human reason or mental consent in a knowledge but Christ conscious as the way to the Father back home in him. So we become consciously aware that is the awakening, the ladder to the Father, and our ultimate reward is God himself. That is the reward. So the matrix of the world is living from the mind and the five senses, which is a fallen state. To live from the heart is to live from the spirit, to see through the eyes of love the world and then understand through the mind the mind has a purpose hmm. it's just not to lead 
in itself. The way to the Spirit is death, then resurrection. To live in Christ and to die, or to live as Christ, sorry, and to die is gain. They both mean the same thing. It reveals the path. I'm to live in Christ, live and move and have my being, and die to the carnal mind. No way around the cross. The soul with its reason must lose control, and the resurrected life of Christ in me takes over. The journey is revealed as Jesus gives us the keys, which are the secret mysteries of the gospel, hidden from the carnal, soulish mind, and we go onward and upward, up the ladder of perception, into the Father. Now let me show you a couple of examples. Exodus 33:11, Adonai spoke with Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Okay, it doesn't matter if Moses went up a mountain. It means he went up in the mountain. He went up the ladder, the mountain. He ascended the heavens, and he was face to face with God. In fact, in Numbers 12, 8, he says, I speak with him face to face, plainly, not in riddles. No parables happening with Moses. He even looks at the form of Adonai. This is where Moses was, a little different than the movie. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Moses had ascended into this. In Ecclesiastics, it says, Before everyone are life and death. Whichever they choose will be given to them. What do we want to choose here? Life or death? I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to climb the mountain. I'm not interested in um, trying to grab the... Uh, the flight to death to get to God when Christ came to me. I'm done building sandcastles on the seashores. That's right. Now let's look at uh, Moses on the top of the mountain. The reason he could see was intimacy. He chose it. Then in Mark 9, 2 to 4, another picture arises for us. Are you ready? After six days, what comes after the sixth day? Uh, the seventh. The seventh. It doesn't mean this nice little story that they were sitting around and they decided on the sixth, after the sixth day, maybe we should go up the mountain. No, it's revelation to you. They ascended. After the six days, the seventh day is the completion in you or in me at a particular time. Moses was in the seventh day when he was up there. They're the steps in the ladder. Okay, so after six days, Yeshua takes with him Peter, James, and John and brings them up a high mountain by themselves. He was transfigured before them. His clothes it says, became radiant and brilliant white, whiter than any launderer on earth could bleach them. Then 
Look at this. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Yeshua. So I want to twist on this a little. Did they appear? Or did the disciples, those three disciples' eyes open as they ascended after the six days where Moses was and seen the Father face to face, seen in the form of Adonai, it says. They ascended, it says, after six days on the seventh day with Yeshua. And as they did, Yeshua began to reveal himself as he began to transfigure his spirit came on the outside he's glowing they're seeing and all of a sudden what appears those people in the uh, spirit Moses and Elijah and Moses and Elijah had had their eyes open they were at the top of the ladder so they appeared with James and Peter and John because they had their eyes open they could see them come on do you see it this is why they were able to uh, see, and this is what we're called to. That passage is in there to tell us where we're going, what we can have if we don't be complacent, because mm. this is a work of God within us. It says in uh, Luke 17, 33, Who, Whosoever shall seek to save his soul will lose it. Whoever will lose it, She'll cause it to live. Mm. Losing the twisted image of ego and finding who you really are, you'll save it. Becoming teachable children unto what? Unto who you are. And the thing that I was thinking about um, while you were sharing about Moses <coughs> yeah. was when he would glow after coming out of these encounters, it was because he was experiencing who he was, who so was actually transfiguring and then it would like slowly dissolve right so do you know what was interesting about that what was causing it to fade we think it was fading because he got away from god no no he was descending Sending, yeah back to the people yeah he so was they, coming out of the spirit they couldn't see it Ooh, that's good mm -hmm. like he would disappear when he go up the mountain yes that's kind of wild like because remember that happened to you in that photo where you were translucent yeah and there was two of you in the same photo and then also that's happened to like ian and different guys where they start going see-through because they're ascending yeah in the spirit right in a meeting yeah like in front of people yeah there was a um i can't think of her name at the moment she's from england um and she was actually had went to the office one day and she was walked into the office into her boss's office to talk to him but only half of her was there she was disappearing in front of him she didn't know she was in the spirit with the lord and she walked into his office to ask him something and she didn't realize that <laughs> that must have been a real eye-opener for him <laughs> yeah blew his mind come on yeah <clears throat> it's so crazy because we we so tied to the literal because it's like the first thing we learn, you know, someone holds us as a baby. Yeah. We find anchors to to fit into society. But like like my daughters, man, they say the wildest stuff. Cuz they haven't been pro pre-programmed yet. Well, and they don't shut it down. Well, that's what I mean though. If you're I programmed, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see anymore. But like they they just you know, I remember being in mom's stomach and hearing her heartbeat when I was hanging out with Jesus. Like, mm -hmm. what are you, what? 
<laughs> you remember that, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Like even Carter one time had a, she said she remembered something that had happened to Haley and they weren't even born yet. I'm thinking like, how do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where were you? Yeah, exactly. Well, what it was is and what is to come always has been. So it's like, it's all here. Nothing new. It's, yeah. It just moves outside of our paradigms. Like, even as we're talking about it, like, I'm kind of experiencing something where I'm feeling, like, almost, like, not here while I'm here. That That's that's the, um, I call it, like, the lobby between dimensions, if you will. You start to shift. Like, even my voice felt, like, delayed for when I was talking mm-hmm. a second ago. Like, I felt like I was hearing it after I was saying it. Yeah. Like, it's a little, little wild. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Mm. So we're awakened. <laughs> we're to awaken to spirit. Come on. Arise, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, at rest in the mind of Christ. I love it. The Apostle John said, You have an unction, an anointing from the Holy Spirit, and you know all things within us. We know. So coiled up in the double helix of our DNA. Around each cell is the knowledge of the multiverses or the universe. The mind of Christ. Eternity past and future, all the events that was, will be, is within you. Mm. This is the collective consciousness that ties all of humanity together. What one knows, all know. It's just blindness. They're asleep. That's the problem. Wow. So we're we're allowing we're we're looking and the Lord's wait, tapping us on the shoulder and He is on the move. If you don't think that there's a move of God, then I don't know what to say because it's been happening. Well, for me, the the renewal in Toronto, which just reemphasized <laughs> what happened to me in the '80s and in the '70s. And then I came out of that, and then in 2006, God began to speak to me about reformation, a reforming of the way I think. Deconstruction to bring reconstruction. Now, he gave me a thought the other day. I'll just interject this. I was going to tell you later, which is a really good thing. Okay? Some people may have a problem with that word, but the problem was is except the Lord build the house, we labor in vain. And there is this song that a lot of people sing every Sunday, and they worship to this song, and they love this song. It's a great song. But they should listen to what they're singing because it's all about deconstruction. The song is called um, Reckless Love, mm-hmm. right? It says um, that there's if no there's shot. any walls, God will tear down. Yeah. If there is any lies, yeah, he will what? I love it. It starts with the shadows. There's no shadow we won't light up. There you go. Uh, let me pull it up just because it's that good. Yes, I know. The chorus. And the chorus is telling us in that song, God is coming. We sing it. I don't know what we think we're singing, but what you're singing is this. There's no shadow you won't light up. Mountain you won't climb up coming after me. Mm. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. Tear down. 
coming after me. So there you go. That's called God is going to come and deconstruct <laughs> anything that fits in those situation and reconstruct because he says anything that is of him. Come on. And that's 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 the a whole good point. thing. Isn't that a good thing? And and people don't understand that, like to deconstruct is to reduce something to its simplest parts. Yeah. To see what is within. Yeah. This isn't about attacking a religion it's just or a, tradition or mindset. This is about what what do I actually have going on here with God? Are there any lies or anything that obstructs intimacy with him? He's going to come and remove it. I think it's a really good day. And the come only on. reason I brought the word up is Woo. he told me. He said, John, I have to deconstruct before I can reconstruct. I said, buddy, I didn't know what that meant, but he started to do it in me. He started to say, what's this mean? Well, let me show you what this really means. And he started to unpack some things and began to tear down false belief systems and things I'd been taught that even weren't even scriptural. My thing is this. If I believe mm. that Christ died and went through what he went through for me to go to church, sing some songs, try to break off some crap my grandparents did, and then do it again next week, I have missed the entire point of the cross. Yeah. The, the point of the cross is to know God, which is eternal life, to be brought into an intimate encounter with God. Who wouldn't want that? Continuously. Who wouldn't want that on the planet? And, and I'm sorry if that offends. It's not what I'm trying to do, but it's just who I am. I cannot... I can't stand around anymore and have good services. Like, and they're wonderful, and I bless you. Have a million of them. But for me, I just, there's got to be something more. And, and it happened in the closet. It's got to be tangible. When I was in the closet for nine months, not, not, it was a real closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in a physical closet for nine months, and I had this one day, dude, where I was in the presence of God so strong that mm -hmm. when I looked down, I saw like static electricity going all over my body with my physical eyes. I could see lightning. Well, you call it your physical eyes, but you were in the spirit seeing in, it. in my consciousness. Yes, <laughs> it, it you became me. aware. Yeah, and like no joke, I felt like a million volts of electricity going through me, and I'm weeping because it's so good. Like I feel so loved, right? And all of a sudden, I went, "Why are you doing this?" Mm. I was like, nobody else can see this but me. I'll never be able to, like, this doesn't glorify you. Why are you doing this? And he spoke to me and he said, if it was only you, I would have done it all. And then I, like, I, like, I was just bawling. Because it no longer was about ministry, but about freedom and intimacy. And it, yeah. Right? Christ, you. Christ didn't have a ministry. He no. just was who he was. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't pretending to be anybody. He wasn't. He didn't get up in the morning and go, okay, God, we're going to go save the world for you. That's just who he was. Mm. He was the embodiment of love. Yes. That's just who he was. It wasn't what he tried to do. It was who he was. And, and what's funny is <sighs> he still is. Yeah. And he's trying to get us to lay down our ministries because, to be honest, his name's not even on the website. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's there's something more to to seeing the expression of Christ in His bride. Yeah. To see it 
so clearly like like um I had this this I just did this thing where I went and spoke at a youth church and uh the girl came up to me cuz she normally does worship and she was like, "Oh, normally I get to sing cuz I do worship." And I'm like, "Oh, well do you want to sing with me?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Cool, we'll go do another song." And so we like walked up cuz we took a break so the kids could smoke and stuff. And so we go up we we do another song. And at the end of the song, I asked her, I said, what does that mean to you? And she goes, I don't know. And it was the most, but she sang it with such like, oomph. I was like, mm-hmm. but it was so good because she doesn't even really know what's going on yet, but she's open to it. She's available. She's being honest. Mm-hmm. She didn't have some fake answer for me in front of everybody. Right. She just said, I, I don't know. I don't know what that means to me. And I was like, that's awesome. And she's like, cool. You know, like it was such a good night. Like we got to some good places. And like one of the things the Lord told me that night that ruined me was he said, Corey, where do you find gold? He said, it's in the mud. It's in the dirt. It's in the stuff nobody wants to go through. Mm -hmm. But if you'll face it and not hide from it or pretend you're not in it, you'll come out with something far more valuable than what you were in. Yeah. And that's what Paul said. It's it's about letting go. Every trial was what? Unto the revelation I am about to receive. Yes. Like that's a totally different way to live life. That is it that is life. Yeah. It is unfolding light, you know. The the uh the path of the righteous is is from the the dawning of the day to the fullness of the day. That is what it's all about. And that's going through the heavens, going through. Wow. Ascension. Woo. Michael Danforth, <laughs> he said to us, a quote from him, Eternity is more than a space of time that never ends. Eternity is the knowledge of God. This is knowing, not head knowledge, not information. Eternity is knowing God and Jesus Christ. Eternity is the past, the present, and the future, because the knowledge of God is from beginning to end. The Greek word for eternity is aeonius, meaning perpetual. It's a continuation without interruption. Therefore, the ultimate state of eternal life is uninterrupted, perpetual knowledge or revelation of God's love and glory, which is the latter, which is what we've spoken about. One of the challenges in present-day life is walking in the perpetual knowing of Jesus Christ. There's a deep longing for the continual knowledge of God's kingdom to appear on earth. Spiritual warfare, for the most part, is the continual effort of the enemy to minimize the knowledge of God's love and power in his people. So that's why he creates all these doctrines and stuff, so that we won't know. Yet, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free, is experiential knowledge, not informational knowledge. All truth is an invitation to a personal encounter. It's becoming intimately acquainted with the truth, precept on precept, 
glory to glory, revelation to revelation by faith, rung to rung until we see him as he is. As Moses, as I said about Moses, where it says, he even looks at the form of Adonai. No riddles, face to face. That is what Jacob seen at the top of the ladder. That's what Moses seen. That's where Jesus took the disciples up into. They're a little different than we think. And they got to see it. They got to recognize, and as they ascended, their eyes opened like Moses, and there was Moses and Elijah standing. They were there all along. It's just you can't see because as you descend, the glory they goes to go away. To the high place. Yes. Come up here, the Lord would say. Where is up here, Father? Which makes you think, what if Jesus was coming out of the Spirit on the waters? Because it said they first thought it was a ghost. Yeah. What if he was see-through? Yeah. What if he was just coming back into the realm and he, they just see him? He just stepped back in, yeah. It's immortality putting on mortality so that mortals can see. Mortals, because they can't see immortality. That's all it is. So this is the journey. This Ooh. is the invitation into the experience of love himself. And that's what he calls us to. And, and I love that, what he showed in Genesis about this expanse, again, which um, is between the lower waters and the higher. That's wild. Spirit and carnality is the latter. And God calling us uh, to the expanse or the heavens mm. to come up, come up and see. So I'll end with the, where I started. Draw me into your heart. We'll run away together into the king's cloud-filled chamber. Oh, I guess this, the cloud of witnesses is in there that have already arrived. Moses, Elijah, right? We will remember your love, rejoicing and delighting in you and celebrating your every kiss as better than wine. No wonder righteousness, there's the cloud again. Those that know, they're the righteousness of God in Christ. They adore you because of his kiss, <laughs> right? But we don't have to wait for the dreaded enemy of the Lord called death to come to us to get us to heaven. But we have the cross and Christ the ladder himself of revelation that he is the light that is in his life to bring us back to father it's an incredible good news this gospel of the kingdom right that's what's calling us that's what's calling me that's what's calling you and that is the communion for the evening eat my flesh drink my blood that's what we're doing common union with christ himself 
It's beautiful. Why? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Bless you guys. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. Meditate on these words. Uh, listen to it. Look up the scriptures. Meditate on the scriptures. Ask the Father, Father, what does this mean? Is this what this means? Seek Him. Don't believe me. Let me be a light on the road that tells you where to go to find out if this be so. So that you yourself can move out of information to revelation and by experience the kiss of God Himself, which is light that will um, not only cause you to feel a little bit intoxicated, but it will also um, just blow your carnal circuits and cause you to set sail into the river of life that will bring you to the source, Abba. Mm. That's where we want to go. It is good. <laughs>